Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you in the know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. This is Super Action Bros, a podcast about movies with explosions and car chases. Lots of lots of car chases in just, this movie. Just so many cars. And so many car and chases chasing. that, in fact, a car drives under a spinning gasoline trank- tanker truck of death. In the first 15 in minutes. In the first 15 minutes of this movie. Ta- yeah. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Action Bros. <laughs> I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. Uh, welcome to uh, the first week of uh, another theme month. We just do theme months anymore. We, I, don't think, I think the concept of the regular month has just gone out the window. Why Why would you when you could do a theme month? <laughs> yes. Every uh, time we have a movie we want to watch, we're like, well, what are three other movies that vaguely are similar? <laughs> and then we like that yeah. uh, idea. So uh, this month we have uh, ones that are not even vaguely similar, extremely similar. <laughs> uh, we're doing Fast and or Furious Month, where we cover the uh, four most recent uh, Fast and the Furious movies, and we start with week one, of course, uh, with the 2009 movie, the fourth one in the Fast and the Furious. Uh, uh, the I first one without articles. I guess collection. Oh, well, uh, no, I guess it's the second one without articles. Yeah, Fast, no, no, and is an article. 
Uh, it doesn't have two articles. Singular yeah, articles. Yeah, right, right, right. Fast and furious. And it's is a conjunction. Yeah. Uh, conjunction, junction. What's your function? Come you on, think man. by this, uh, Hooking it, up words and clauses If you were talking to... The does not You're hook lucky up that words, I'm me. Because if you're talking to Vin Diesel and correcting him, he'd just start hitting you like he does to everyone in this movie. Yeah. Or um, he would, you know, turn into a tree or a, or a robot <laughs> from space. So uh, before we get into the show itself, uh, we want to let you guys know uh, how you can reach out to our show if you like what we do or you uh, have maybe a difference of opinion on our on our reviews we like to hear those as well so please feel free to reach out to us easiest way to do that is by going to uh the website of the stuff and things podcast network which is uh, the network that we are a part of so you can go there click on super action bros artwork on the very front page and it'll take you to a page where you can subscribe to us on uh multiple different platforms on itunes and stitcher and google play uh you can also listen to the show right there on the site uh, you can also follow Ooh. us on social media, uh, on things like uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Tumblr. Uh, we also are on a little website called Letterboxd, which now has an iOS app, we found Ooh, out. I'm not sure about yeah, Android, yeah. but iOS for sure. Finally. Um, so you can sign up for a free account there at letterboxd.com, letterboxd.com. It's basically a social media uh, site that is also a movie review site, so you share your movie reviews on there. Uh, so you can sign up for a free account again at letterboxd.com. You would think that we, we should probably reach out to them and be like, hey, man, we plug your stuff all the time. Yeah, it's true, although we probably should update our account. That's bit. true. We need to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard managing social media, guys. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, though. Um, but uh, you can also reach out to us individually on the Internet. Uh, for me, Ian, you can find me on Twitter at, at IRICH. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. I'm on Twitter also, Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. You can also uh, reach out to us via email. There's a big contact us button on the very front of that page. Click that, select our show, and send us an email. Give us some movies you'd like to wa- have us watch. Also, you can... Uh, you can also tell us, hey, man, I thought that, you know, and I thought Tron Legacy was pretty good. And I, I'm kind of going back and forth. I think it's that year round. Now I need to get, remind myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tron like, Legacy's not as good as it. I remember it. <laughs> I remember it being good, and you watch it, you're like, yeah. oh, No, you watch right. it, and you're, you're like, like, oh, eh. okay. You're like, eh. All right. Um, so, uh, Ryan. Yeah. Fast and Furious. Well, let's start this. Let's, let's talk about the Fast and Furious franchise. Yes. Uh, because I remember seeing the first one of these. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. The first one came out in 2001, eight yes. years before this movie came I out. I remember seeing this at my friend's house cause he had a DVD and I remember thinking two things when I watched this movie. One, man, those cars are fast. Yeah. And two. Those guys sure are angry. No. Two. <laughs> They're was, so furious. Two oh. was. There's a lot of ladies in here. That's true. And I'm an impressionable youth. <laughs> I'm in eighth grade. <laughs> I was in college. I was in eighth grade when this movie. I remember watching it. And I remember being like, there's a lot of like attractive Latina women and Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> 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 no, even back then, I probably didn't realize that. I don't know. I, I, no, I mean, it's, I'm it's, just going to throw this on Front Street. I'm not a huge Michelle Rodriguez fan. I think we'll get to the actor part in, in this. But real quick, my, my, my thing I'm going to say, I think she plays this role well. Sure. Because she's playing the role of Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. So she does that well. Well, in the sense that that Tom Cruise also is really good at playing Tom Cruise. That's true. Or like, it's um, just that I'm trying to think of like an even uh, an, another one that's even more like accurate. Like who's the like Keanu Reeves can only play Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. That's he can, true. That's all he can do. Uh, so speaking of Keanu Reeves, the first movie <laughs> is based pretty loosely, but not. Super loosely on Point Break. Yeah, it's very similar. It's just Point. It's somebody. I feel like somebody point went in and pitched cars. Point Break with street racing because street and racing was super popular, they're especially furious. in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, in the early two thousands, especially street racing with uh, with tuned in port cars. You know, yeah. Nissan Skylines and mm-hmm. GTRs and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I'm a little well, bit more c- of a because of all the Need for Speed games. Yeah, like, yeah. No, like that's absolutely part of it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, You're more of a car gearhead than me, but I definitely remember yeah. this culture and definitely remember getting into it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like the idea that like there's a, a thing you could put in your car where you push it and it makes it go faster. Like literally, they it's, it's like, like a turbo. It's it's like. It's, it's like getting the mushroom in Mario. Kart. Yeah, it's like I was going to say it's literally it's literally like a video game in real life. Yeah. Except for you could die. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> you know, or get arrested. But I mean even this movie has that. Well, and we'll get to that sure. later. So then there was a sequel, Too Fast, Too Furious, which, which is uni- universally acknowledged as the worst of the series. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, I read the either. Wikipedia article about it yeah, just in prep. It, it doesn't it doesn't bear to this movie at all. Re- yeah, to, to this movie now all you need to know if you haven't seen it is Paul Walker's friends with Tyrese. Yeah, but but it. I mean that's not even relevant to this movie even <laughs> no, a little bit. It's not. Tyrese is in it. But I have a feeling the later ones. Maybe it will be one more day relevant. Tyrese will come back. He he does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then very early on our show, we watched uh, Fast and Furious Three: Tokyo Drift, which is totally separate from from the first two movies, except for one little cameo right there at the end. But but also it takes place timeline wise. I think after six. Yeah. Uh, so after so it it was made third, but somehow through clever planning or they got lucky, uh, the they actually made three more movies that take place before it happens. Yes, and I think and and that's the thing is because it doesn't feature any of those real original. Well, I mean, there's one one guy in this movie also was in that movie. And I yeah, had to look besides that up to Vin sure. Diesel's besides thirty second Vin Diesel appearance. thirty second cameo. Yeah, yeah. but um. I think they did a good job, uh, at least of, of like being well. This can happen concurrently. Yeah. Well, at least in this movie, it it, it it like this feels like the first true sequel to Fast and the, the yes. Fast and the Furious. Yeah, and and Tokyo Drift is also interesting for a couple of like non non plot based reasons. Uh, Vin Diesel was very unhappy with Too Fast and Fur- Too Furious because the it was basically like another script that they doctored up to fit into with Paul Walker and the characters yeah. and Vin Diesel's like, this is a serious, you know, cinematic universe. And you know, it, it, you can't just take a script from something else and put it in there, uh-huh. uh, which is kind of funny. But, yes, they can. But, but, but he, he, he refused to appear even as a cameo in too fast, too furious. He is in Tokyo drift. Yes. And that was sort of like him signaling. Yeah. Yes. I will be in future fast and the furious movies. It's also Tokyo drift was the first, Fast and the Furious movie directed by Justin Lin, uh-huh. who directed this movie and also directed Fast Five and also directed Fast Six, mm-hmm. uh, and and he has since gone on. He just directed uh, Star Trek Beyond, mm-hmm. uh, which I still have not seen, but I no, want to see. I've, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, things. I've heard, I've heard some, good and bad. Some things. people, yeah. So, but we'll see. I, I I would like to see it. But it, and it's also the first appearance of the character Han, mm-hmm. uh, who shows up at the beginning of this movie, very briefly, basically to establish his role at this point in the the Fast saga the of Fast and timeline. Furious timeline. Uh, also, funny story: Justin Lin's debut feature film, uh, Better Luck Tomorrow, which is about a group of high school students who decide they want to kill somebody. Um, that actor plays that character in that movie. Oh, really? And so in a sense, it was Justin Lin was sort of like, well, I'm going to take this original character that I have and put him in this movie. <laughs> oh, there you go. So it's, it's, it's like fan fiction in real life. So, yeah. Um, this, also, th- yeah. But, so, so this movie, Fast and Furious, made in 2009, takes place five years after The Fast and The Furious. Mm-hmm. So it takes place, if The Fast and the Furious actually took place in 2001, this movie takes place in 2006. Yes. Pre-iPhone. Yeah. But it was made post smartphone 2009 yeah. mm-hmm. uh so it's interesting that they don't they they actually successfully have only flip phones and stuff mm-hmm. and it's it's it still blows my mind now in 2016 that it was that short of a time period where suddenly it went from 
everybody has cell phones, but like, you know, whatever, it's a little thingy in your pocket to like everyone carries a computer with them forever all the time. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was just a, three years. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it was completely ubiquitous to the point that when they have GPS modules in this movie, you're like, what? Like, come on. <laughs> is that a phone? <laughs> what, what, what is that thing? <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, the GPS good, module they put in here. Plot is, device. The GPS module they put in here is like essentially let's mix Tron yeah, with it's like, a science fiction yeah. GPS module. It's like but, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is but, wacky. Uh, but it's also but it's it's just oh it's so weird. And I feel like like kids, you know, who were like literal children when those when this movie came out mm-hmm. in two thousand nine are gonna watch it in a couple of years. And be like, well, what? Why, where, why are, where are the iPhones? <laughs> why wouldn't you just take a picture of it? No, you don't understand. You got this, a phone this, in your pocket. This took this took place five years after the first one, like two thousand six. When did the iPhone come out? Two thousand seven. <laughs> but uh, but it's just it's it's crazy how significant our culture, especially like sort of youth culture, and and I mean not everybody in this movie is supposed to be youth, but they're not. They're, I feel yeah, like this franchise. I feel like this. I feel it's like the first movie was smartphones the first the movie was definitely made for eighth graders. Like, oh, I'll yeah. tell you the truth. Oh, it's got, well, it's and let's got, be real. All sec- these movies are PG thirteen rated. That's true, but it, but that one's got like sexy, sexy like ladies in yeah. short outfits and fast cars and manly dudes. And that's that's a hallmark of this entire series. It, it's true. It's true because this that also takes place in here. But I feel like. I feel like this movie is like, all right, remember those dudes who were eighth grade? Well, now they're grown-ups. Now they're in their early 20s. Yeah. And so we want to kind of still give them the stuff they remember. But like, I feel like this is the first one where they're like, all right, let's... Re- no joking, guys. Let's make a sequel to that first movie. Yeah. They're like, hey... And remember, let's age it with our audience They're, they're almost like, hey, hey, remember Fast and the Furious? What if it was like good, though? Yeah. Like, what if, like, what if it was good? Like, what well, if... What if the plot? What if we took some time and wasn't invested? Just point break. What yeah. if we took some time and invested in the characters, and not yeah. just Paul Walker is good guy, Vin Diesel is bad guy, but we give it. And I know this is kind of silly because it's a Fast and the Furious movie, but what if we give them a little bit of layers? Yeah, and maybe and, this is us just trying to admit we're we'll trying to have, like it. <laughs> we'll still have a lot of scenes yeah. where there's where there's nearly naked ladies. Yes, for sure, and some Latin music. Yeah, where they're absolutely, dancing around and Pitbull. Too. Oh you know, God. and the Neptunes. The soundtrack in this album. Good, it, it's, are the, are the, and for this movie, good Lord. Well, the soundtrack of this feels very 2009. It's, yes, it's it mostly produced by the Neptunes, so Pharrell and Chad Hugo. And it's it's that sound, Pitbull's on multiple songs, and it just feels... it. This was this was how pop music sounded right, right in that moment. And it also, a, a lot of the music sort of... Um, Sort of is sort of crossover English Spanish, um, because this movie, you know, tended to appeal to a broader audience than just white dudes, which is interesting. And and this movie still has kind of a lot of flaws, but um, but one of the things the movie does well is that this movie is diverse. I mean, our main character Paul Walker is pretty white, and and uh, and Vin Diesel is. Sort of shades of Vin, brown. Diesel, Vin Diesel is what I don't. Yeah, I'm and, and still I think, not sure what race Vin Diesel well, is. Well, and you know what? That's okay. I think that that's sort of on purpose. And, He's Vin Diesel. But but the thing that this movie does is it's it's not it's not one of those movies where all the good guys are white and all the bad guys are brown or black and you know you, you and they're evil because of you know whatever and and sort of vaguely racist yeah. undertones. This is a movie where like there are characters who have depth who aren't just the white guys and then the black guys die. Which is surprising because... Because this, this movie, movie doesn't even approach 
passing yeah. the Bechdel test at oh, all. No, not at all. I mean, un- unless you count well, girls making e- out with and, each and other, not even which that. you don't because they don't have names. And, and not even that, but like the idea that like... And there are strong female characters in this movie. Oh, absolutely. But, but Say what you love about Michelle Rodriguez, but she is a strong female But none character. of them stand on, stand on their own. They're all defined by their relationships with the men in their lives. That's true. Uh, Vin Diesel's sister. You, I don't even know her name. You call her Vin Diesel's sister. And Gal Gadot, I only know who uh, she is Mia? because she's... Mia. That's Vin Diesel's sister. Yeah, and Gal I only know who Gal Gadot is because is Giselle. Sure, because she's Wonder Woman now. Yeah, like, but but she sort of exists to be turned and saved by Vin Diesel at a crucial moment, and then give him some important information. She's yeah. exposition. She what, she exists for exposition. What I will say about that character, though, is I do like the idea. Which are you talking about Gal, Gal Gadot? Gadot's character? Uh-huh. Well, the, the the relationship because you could tell, like, I don't know. I feel it was smart that with the way they the way they handled her relationship with Vin Diesel because uh-huh. at a certain point in the movie they're like they're like like trying to force them together and then Vin yeah. Diesel's like nah like I just like the the person that I did love who I was you know she died and I'm kind of and in real life if I was Vin Diesel and and Gal Gadot was was coming on to me versus Michelle this, Rodriguez this isn't this is a movie <laughs> I know it's pretend the uh, whole thing Start anyway to speaking of speaking of the but, cast but but yeah um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess we should talk let's, about let's, let's, well, let's go talk through about real quick. yeah, cast and crew. So the movie is directed by Justin Lin. Yes, we mentioned um, that. Justin Lin. This is his first big action movie, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb and say, for your first big action movie, no, I'm sorry, this is the second big action movie after Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he, he handled it pretty well. I feel like Tokyo Drift was a good like it was like a it was like a a, a case study. It was yeah. like a proof, and because and and it seems like here's the thing I've noticed because like. And it, and I haven't seen the other ones. But we'll find out if my my theory holds water later this later this month. But I feel like this is the movie where the transition starts to happen from street racing mm-hmm. to just like car heist. Well, and and one of the things that had sort of changed in car culture from Fast and the Furious from the Fast and the Furious to Fast and Furious is that like. Like the first one is about drag racing. You live yeah. your life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah. But by the time Tokyo Drift had come and gone, and this one, street racing was much more like if you watch an anime, it's it's much more like Initial D. Like people actually cared about drifting and actual races, mm-hmm. and less about that quarter mile drag race. Yeah. Like just in terms of car culture in the United States and import, you know, mm-hmm. all of that, it, it was more focused on just racing mm-hmm. and less on drag racing. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the movie then sort of has shifted to accommodate well, that. And not even that, but I feel like it's like at the, in the early two thousands street racing culture was huge. Yeah. And like this one in the later two thousands now it's like, okay, we still like want to see car stuff, but we don't want to necessarily see a bunch of guys driving fast with nitrous. And that's all yeah, it yeah. is. Like this has, we want to see drifts and, and, well, and, you know, and, crossing traffic. Well, and, and not only that, but the beginning of this movie starts off was not even street racing. Yeah. The, the beginning scene of this movie, and we'll, we'll get to you know, we'll, well, let's all have that. Yeah. It, it starts off with a with a big action heist sequence, and, which is how the first movie starts. Yes, but like I feel like I feel like there's less focus on street yeah, racing yeah. in this one. I feel oh, like no, this absolutely. one was more like they had how many street races did they have one. They had one street yeah. race in this well, whole movie. One of them that was a race. Yes. They yeah. had one thing that was like traditional, yeah, yeah. what you would think well, let's, of. Let's keep talking about the people who made the movie. If you, if you, if you told your mom it was a Fast and the Furious movie, she'd probably assume, oh, is that that movie? With, if your mom even knows what Fast and the Furious is, which my mm-hmm. mom does. I think she probably does. She'll, uh, she'll be like, oh, that's not the movie with the, the street cars, the street racing Yeah, the street cars. racing and Vin yeah. Diesel. Uh, so Justin Lin, interestingly enough, besides dressing, directing the Fast and Furious movies and uh, directing... Uh, Star Trek Beyond. He actually has directed some TV shows. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, but it's it's interesting. He's sort of 
Uh, I, I really like it when directors are clearly like, I really like directing them, so I'm going to direct stuff. Uh, Ryan Johnson, the guy who made Brick, who's also making Star Wars Episode Eight, has also, he directed a bunch of episodes of Breaking Bad, basically because mm-hmm. he was like, hey, like, I like, I like directing. directing. Uh, so Justin Lin directed, and, and it's interesting looking at the stuff that he's directed TV-wise, he directed some episodes of Community. Oh, really? Yeah. For instance... Modern Warfare. Oh, the paintball episodes. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but but I, uh, it's interesting because it means that he knows how to use comedy in action. Yeah, he does. Um, he also directed an episode of the television show Scorpion. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he directed two episodes of True Detective. Oh, okay. Season two. All right. The first two episodes of True Detective season two. Okay. Uh, and if you look at up- upcoming projects, he has 11 things upcoming, including Space Jam 2. Oh, no. People got to make money. Is that are they are they putting LeBron James in it? That's what I'd heard. That's what I heard too. It's also up here as untitled Jeremy Renner born sequel. Oh, oh really? Interesting. I didn't think they were going to bring them back. All right. Well, there we go. Everybody likes making money here. <laughs> um, so. so writer. That's of this another movie. movie we haven't seen either. I have not seen Jason Bourne yet, but I, I promise I will. See. I'm actually you know what? Oh, the new one that just came. That out. That Bourne month that we did has has made me have interest in seeing it. Maybe not go see it in the theater, but I will yeah. watch it. Uh, writer of this movie is a uh, a guy named Chris Morgan. Mm-hmm. He wrote the next several Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, also worked on some other stuff with um, Justin Lin. He wrote Wanted. Okay. Uh, the adapta- He adapted that to the yeah. adaptation. Yeah, yeah. He also wrote Tokyo Drift, actually. Oh, there you go. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, and, and this is incredibly topical, one of the, the uncredited script doctors for this movie is David Ayer. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not Mr. Surprising. Suicide Squad himself. Yep. <laughs> I've not seen it yet. So speaking of low expectations, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but we will, speaking of low expectations, actually, I feel like this movie benefits from them. Yes, Absolutely. But let's let's so hold that thought. We'll get back to it. Uh, so the people in this movie, Vin Diesel's in this movie. Of course, Paul Vin Walker's Diesel. in this movie. These two guys are the faces of the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. Uh, Paul Walker, uh, dearly I'm, departed. Yeah. Um, but those are like the the bud the, the buzz the Buzz Lightyear and the Woody. They, <laughs> Fast and the Furious. <laughs> the Riggs and the Murtaugh. No, they're they're let's let's be honest. They're the the Johnny Utah. And the Bodie, they are yeah. in the first one, but I don't know. This, I, I do, are, are you are you willing to say that Fast and the Furious are like are like what sequels to Point Break would have been? Oh man, can you imagine? Oh man. Well, so that would sort of Swayze's imply gone, that at some so point we'll that a... at some point Johnny Utah says "f the FBI." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. All right, uh, so uh, we have Michelle Rodriguez in this movie uh, playing Letty, um, who is Vin Diesel's main flame. We have Jordana Brewster. As Mia, Vin Diesel's sister, um, we have Gal Gadot as Giselle, Vin Diesel's. Like I say, all the women in this movie are defined by their relationship with men. That's true. Um, we have uh, Sung Kang as Han, who's also uh, the only carryover from Tokyo Drift. We also have a minor actor. He's like a the, one of those that guy actors I've seen a lot more recently. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy named Shay Wing- Wiggum. Okay, he's the guy who is like the, who's the one that Paul Walker smashed his face into. Oh yeah, yeah. He has yeah, that was a great bit. He was um he had a really big role in Boardwalk Empire that show. Uh, okay, um, okay, but he's uh, he's a character actor who's starting to see more and more and more. He's got, of, he's got the kind of face you want to punch. Yeah, kinda. absolutely. Well, he's got kind of like kind of like kind of like uh, yeah, he kind of has a like sourpuss face, constant yeah, sourpuss. Yeah. Uh, Greg Sipes is in this movie. You would know him as the voice of Beast Boy. 
Oh, all right. Uh, he's also voiced Ninja Turtles, and he's he's actually done a ton of voice work, like an enormous amount of voice work, and it's kind of funny because it's almost like Vin Diesel's also done a decent amount of voice work, and you kind of wonder if they know each other from that world. Could and be. he's like, hey, come be in this uh, movie, and, and you can wear a cowboy hat and say a couple of dumb lines. <laughs> Uh, besides that, it's it's mostly that guy actors. Not a lot of people that I'm yeah. super familiar with. Yeah. Um, but it's I mean it's worth remarking that the cast is not mostly white people. Yeah, that's uh, true. And that's you know Paul Walker is like the only white dude. He's yeah he's well one of the, well besides the rest of the FBI basically yeah all the FBI not right all guys. the FBI. Well, uh, there's um but like as far as guys yeah. we follow throughout the entire movie, Paul Walker is the only white guy. Yeah. So, uh, so I think we spend less time with Paul Walker than we do with Vin Diesel. Yeah, it's a well, yeah, it's interesting because sort of the 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 way the character development is done in this movie, it, it seems like this is a more Vin Diesel focused movie, mm-hmm. and it could be that they were like, well, hey, we just got Vin Diesel back; he wasn't in the last couple of sequels. Let's use him, mm-hmm. and and Vin Diesel, surprise, so like this is the most acting range that I've seen out of Vin Diesel. Yeah, unless you count when he's played animated robots or trees. You know, I will say one thing though, that's a Vin Diesel movie. that's really good. that We should watch at some point, maybe on a future, not this, maybe not this year, mm-hmm. but in a future horror month year, uh-huh. uh, we should watch pitch oh, black. Pitch black, pitch or, black was good. Or no, nope, uh, just pitch black, <laughs> not chronicles. No, nope, just pitch black or the animated, just sequel. pitch black. Right. There's a third one too. I know there. And is. if I recall, and you, and you can bleep this Ryan planet. or cut it. But if you, but I recall seeing a panel for the one of the later Riddick movies, uh-huh. in which I guess Vin Diesel funded a lot of money behind. Yeah, yeah. And it was at Comic Con. He's, and he's he was, like a big fan of science fiction. He he was sitting. He's actually a huge nerd. He is. Vin Diesel loves. He was stoked to be Groot too. Yeah, right, you could tell. But he was sitting next to. I remember he was sitting next to the director of the, uh, of the third Riddick movie, and he, I remember he looked over at him and like they showed the trailer and he looked over at the director and he just and I've never seen this before. But he looked at him and he goes. Dude, you kicked ass at that movie, bro. And like they did like a high five. I was like, what the hell just happened? Vin Diesel just gets excited about things. <laughs> you can cut that foul language if you want to. Yeah, but no. it was it was literally one of the weirdest moments I've ever seen. Yeah, it's interesting. Following. Almost as weird as Tom Cruise at Comic-Con. That was weird too. Vin Diesel like Vin Diesel has an unbelievably inspirational Facebook page. Really? I don't know if you knew this. No. Uh, Vin Diesel is is incredibly like his Facebook is all like, "Hey, you can do it. You got this today." <laughs> oh my god! I would pay a service to have Vin Diesel call me every morning and be like, "Hey, Ian, you got this today." And You're then, like, oh, thanks, Vin. And then the other thing he talks about is how much he enjoys playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, of and like and like release like you know talking about his Dungeons and Dragons quests. Oh. Like it seems like seems even like Vin though, Diesel even and though, I might be friends. Even though Vin Diesel, like he has this reputation as this because he plays the sort of angry meathead character very frequently. Yeah, I feel like in real life he's kind of like a huge nerd. Yeah, uh, who actually like has a heart of gold, uh, which is adorable. Um, so, so, so let's talk about the MacGuffin of this movie, which is pretty sure. straightforward. <laughs> well. Is it? It is. It is. All right. Well, let's hear it. What do you think? So we use MacGuffin sort of interchangeably. Uh, we use it very loosely. Uh, it's it's kind of an Alfred Hitchcock filmmaking term. It, it generally means thing that everybody's trying to get. In action movies specifically, it's it's you know kind of the driving item or, or force that is making everybody do these explosions and car chases. Uh, so what would you say it is for this movie? Uh, the the main bad guy. Okay, yeah. Catching, <laughs> What's catching his name? Baraga. Baraga, that's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the... Well, and I think that kind of becomes it because it it is what 
brings Vin Diesel and Paul Walker's characters back that's together. That's true. That's true. Is that uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character is killed by mm. by one of these this guy's henchmen? Yeah. It turns out, by the way, Michelle Rodriguez. Spoiler alert: Michelle Rodriguez was like went to Paul Walker and the feds and is like, "Hey, I want to clear Vin Diesel's name. Doesn't matter what the real name. The yeah. Character's real no, name no, is. it doesn't matter. So I'm gonna I'll work for you and like yeah. I'll help you get turns like, out go undercover. Turns out even Vin Diesel catching the guy himself wasn't enough. No. Uh, no. spoiler alert for the very end of the movie. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, that's fair. It's, it's catching that guy is, is, yeah. But, but I, I think there's actually a lot of, a lot of themes in this movie. Yes. I would agree. Um, one of the themes, it's actually sort of an overarching fast and the furious theme very strongly. Uh, it's the theme we bring up a lot is, is the theme of a postmodern family. Yeah. But absolutely. it, but it is, it is like, this is probably one of the earliest movies where I saw and I was like, Huh, it's kind of like a kind of like an ad hoc family. They're all just kind of together and they care about each other. Yeah. And and I and and then I watched like and afterwards I watched Firefly and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's like that too. It's like that racing movie." Um <laughs> somebody one, somebody but, right now is, has, is angry. But this one has space and cowboys. I'm yeah, going to yeah. keep watching this one. <laughs> well, I I've seen the Fast and Furious movies too then. Um but yeah, yeah, the well, postmodern family is a is a big three of them now. Sort of like like, you know, your people Mm-hmm. And and also sort of the the idea of uh, yeah, it's hard to describe sort of like like subculture and the idea of like people who are part of the same subculture sort of like immediately share a bond or share knowledge mm-hmm. like and and it, an illustration of it is that bit where where Paul Walker's being an FBI agent and he's trying to catch this guy after he runs down some dude who says oh it's David Park he's trying to figure out who David Park is and find the right one because it's a relatively common name um, and he's he's like wait let's look at DMV records and he finds a guy who has a highly tuned Nissan import and he's like mm-hmm. it's that guy yeah he's like because that's the car I would have yeah if I was doing the thing that I know this guy right is doing. right 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 and it, and it's and it's sort of like this. It, it's I'm not to think a, of another like movie with. There an aren't a lot of like movies that, that address that, uh, which is really interesting. It's it, like the only thing I can think of is is comic book or nerd movies. Yeah, like um, like uh, what was the one about the guys who were breaking into Skywalker Ranch to watch? Um, oh, one? Uh, uh, fanboys. Yeah, like that. I don't even argue, even though it's a garbage movie, uh-huh. even like Pixels kind of has that sort. Where it's of... It's kind of like a hey, we're video game people. Yeah, exactly. and it's like oh yeah, no, I remember that. Like, yeah, that 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 has like, that even sort though of we like... hate each other, we have a bond that all these other people I don't have a bond with because we've both played Donkey Kong better than anyone. Yes, exactly. And 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 that exists in this movie too. And it's it's weird because yeah, you're right. It's not in a lot of movies, but it's something. It it's is something if you that... have like a genre movie. Yeah, like, and like that genre also is something in that in real life. Yeah. People can, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. It's 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 like when you are walking around at a baseball game yeah. and you see someone else wearing a shirt that has a superhero on it, but it's not just like a Batman shirt, but it's like a deep reference. Yeah. And you can point at that guy and be like But nice. it's all, but it's also like those And like immediately you know that that person knows something that you also know. It's also like those use Okay, here's a good example. It's all not right. even in the action movie genre, but sure. here's a good example. It's when those useless skills become useful true great example of that scream in (laughs) scream they have a guy who knows horror movies inside and out Uh so he knows how killers are going to react and all that how that what what they're going to do and how the 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 progression of murders goes Mm -hmm. and like that knowledge which is normally useless is now extremely useful in this specific situation and same thing with paul walker where his normally he's an fbi guy he goes after all sorts of people all over the all over the world for whatever reason but 
this has street racing involved. I know that because I was inside of a street racing thing one time undercover. So I know my stuff. So here's where my super cool knowledge will work out. Yeah. I mean, and, and, it, and it's, you have, a, it happens in real life all the time, but to a certain <laughs> extent it, it's, it's wish fulfillment. Cause you know, think about it. If you are a gearhead and you're a guy who yeah, knows yeah, the yeah. difference between a turbocharger and a supercharger, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I know that one goes before the air intake one goes after, mm-hmm. but, or after the exhaust, but I don't know which one is which, but, but if you're that guy and you know, like which one and stuff like that, and you're watching this movie, you're like, I could be him. We're the same. Yeah. I'm you now. Like, like it, it's, it's that like self insertion, the like, I'm, I could do this. Yes. It's that, I mean, and that's, that's sort of what you, you well, strive and, for in a movie. You want your watcher to yeah. go, Hey, that's me. And I think movies are getting better about that. The more they're starting to embrace that culture more. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, it's something that happens in real life all the time where you have that moment where you're like, Oh, like I have this super interesting. I, I could, I could build a, a human sized robot suit also. <laughs> No. And I could be Iron Man. No. I, I'm I actually from another f- planet. No. <laughs> you can, I think you're taking it too far. Okay. My uh, point, yeah, because uh, Ryan, I don't know if you know this. Are you sitting down? Uh, you're not. You're an alien? There are other movies other than superhero ones. No, what? <laughs> There's Star Wars. That's, well, that's no, not I mean, a superhero it's, movie. It's just like, like in the Bourne movies. Like, yes. I also have latent, <laughs> unbelievable super spy skills that I am just starting to unlock. Let's move forward. Um, so what, what other, what other, is that the only other themes that you have? Uh, I mean, the postmodern family and, and this, this sort of idea of, of you, this specialized knowledge that uh-huh. can save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think besides that, there's, there's this sort of, there's this sort I of, mean, theme, other than the obvious themes of like revenge and well, brotherhood. And but stuff it, like but that. part of it is, is that the theme of revenge, it, it, and and that's one of the interesting things about this movie and about sort of how uh, Vin Diesel's character changes is that like yes I want revenge but it won't actually satisfy me no and revenge and, and, never does and the same thing with like yes I want to do this heist and I'm going to make a bunch of money but I'm still not happy yeah and that's that's more of a theme of Tokyo Drift but I think it mm-hmm. it, it drifts in here uh, and I think it actually kind of sort of becomes I'm part my of this that pun. part of this movie that like like for instance. Um, Vin Diesel is less interested in making money than he is about being with his pal Paul Walker, and and maybe that's less of this movie, but uh, but I feel like that could like this movie sort of plant some seeds there that that could happen in the future. And if you sort of take what happens during the credits literally, Paul Walker goes rogue and breaks Vin Diesel out of jail. Yes, while the bus is driving through to Lompoc, which actually I love that scene because that actually looks a lot like the Central Coast, which is where Lompoc is. Uh, Lompoc. I don't know why I'm saying it weird, uh, but uh, I just I used to live up there and I used to drive between here and there a lot. And I was like, hey, that I've been there. I've been on that road. So I, I appreciate that they weren't just like, well, just do it in L.A. Who cares? <laughs> there you go. Um. So so let's talk about the actual plot of the movie. So well, let's talk about let like let's let's be honest. The plot's pretty straightforward. Sure. Let's yeah. talk about what matters in this movie. All right. Let's so talk about the car the chases scenes. and action yeah. sequences. So the movie starts with a fantastic cold open oh man like just just incredible like you know stealing gas out of a out of a six trailer truck by by flipping a truck a car around and hooking it to the back and then having somebody climb over it and break the bomb oh man break, so cool. break the but not even just break the bomb break the bomb with like liquid, liquid nitrogen. nitrogen and then a hammer yeah it's so good oh man it's so such good. an exciting action scene i love uh, the first, the first Fast and Furious movie starts with a with a good cold open like that too, uh, where you think it's the bad guys. Um, but but I I really like cold opens in action movies. Me too. It's one of my favorite things, all the way back to James Bond. Uh, 
almost to the point that where an action movie doesn't do that, I, I get kind of bummed out. Yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, well, that origin story was nice. But it would have been more nice if somebody got their face hit within the first two minutes. <laughs> Um, something blew up within the first five. Yeah, you know, uh, that, which absolutely happens in this movie. Oh yeah, and like and like the 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 end part of that is the most incredible part, which is the when Vin Diesel drives under a rolling gas tanker. Vin Diesel does a burnout, getting ready to drive in, and then as soon as it gets really close to him and bounces, then he takes off the gas and jets forward. And that's the thing. I, and I I felt like I was angry, and I felt like here's where Eighth Grade Ian came out. Is is during that he's like looking like very intensely focusing. And Michelle Rodriguez is like yelling at him, like, Dom, Dom, Dom. And I'm like, girl, he's <laughs> planning it out. Very clearly, you've never played video games, but timing is everything. So you got to wait a minute. We'll get through it. And by the way, the closer it is to us, the e- we don't have to drive as far and do more math. <laughs> Come on, man. But even that scene, uh, even that You're whole- Michelle Rodriguez. You should know this. It's true. <laughs> They mostly come out at night, mostly. Uh, no, but that's, that's not Michelle Rodriguez. No, but she's in that movie. <laughs> Is she, she's in Aliens? Isn't she? I don't think so. Now, now I have to look it up. Maybe she's not. Continue. No, she's totally not. <laughs> but, sorry. I think that's Rosie Perez. Um, <laughs> it's a very different actress. I know. I'm sorry. You, you're sassy Latina woman. You're getting yeah, mixed up. Um, so... <laughs> uh, but yeah, but that opening action sequence is, is but incredible. Also, it also sort of establishes to why... Vin Diesel and her are separated because he's like finally actually worried for her life. Yeah. And he's like, well, I can't keep putting you on the line. And she's like, well, don't you trust me? And he's like, well, I'm a man and you're a woman. So no, I don't. No. And so he leaves her. And I hate it every time any movie does that. And it happens all the dang time. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Uh, I don't think it's just that though. I think it's also like, I don't know. No, I mean, like, I get it. Like, it's supposed to be like I think he loves he's also, her so much, but I think it's also that like he has to leave her. And but I think it's also like dumb. he's done with that life. Like, he doesn't want to do that anymore. I, I think guess, it, yeah. I think at and the very end, what it ultimately comes down to is like you still want to be in this, and I don't, and yeah. so you're going to be unhappy, and I'm not going to be happy. So, see ya. Here's all the money that we got for this because I don't want this dirty money. Yeah. See ya. I'm gonna go to Panama and fix cars. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's 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 almost like it's almost like the retired like cop or like the retired gunslinger. He's yeah. Like, well, I'm no, done. it absolutely is, and that's that's the other thing that a thing that this movie absolutely does is it takes every and and uh, I think part of the reason that some people don't like these movies and part of the reason some people really like these movies is that they definitely like trade on action movie cliches. Oh, yeah. Like like everything is and, like nothing is original, but at the same thing, at the same time, sort of everything is a remix. But I mean, like Paul Walker is the Johnny Utah slash cop pushed to the edge going rogue mm-hmm. so that he can catch the bad guy. And, uh, and Vin Diesel is the, the retired super criminal pulled out of the game, you know, pull, pulled back into the game for one last big score mm-hmm. because this time it's personal. Yeah. Like it's, it's just cliche city. It's just TV tropes just all over the map. But, um, but it works. Like yeah. it's, it's one of those things where well, like, I really appreciate the- It's the same reason we like hot fuzz because it takes, all of those different elements from different cop yeah. movies that we're familiar with. And it's like, Hey, remember all these things? They're still good. 
<laughs> and it's also like, hey, this let's, one's less let's subtle than Hot Fuzz. Them. Well, yeah. Hot Fuzz is about also lambasting those yeah, things. Yeah, it's about making fun of them. Yeah. This one is more just like a, but like, yeah, but what if there's cars? Let's racing? put it this way. For me, it's like when I see the, when I see the words fast and, fu- and or furious in a movie title, uh-huh. I expect cars driving yep. fast mm-hmm. and doing reckless things and yeah. getting and near misses and accidents. And to be honest with you, this movie delivered on that for this me. This movie it has everything I expected has it to at be. At least four long car chase well, scenes. And we talked about the first one. There's also the the whole street race moment. Yeah. And there's even some running around, like jumping out of windows, Jason Bourne style yeah, moments yeah. in the beginning. That's some parkour. But like, there's a street. Like, there is a street race in here. So like, it's yeah. not like not like they completely abandoned the idea of street racing. My favorite part, though, I thought was kind of cool, and it wasn't super action packed. And they kind of revisited in the end of the movie mm. is when they're driving across that Mexico desert. Yeah, yeah. And then they go in that secret underground oh, tunnel. That secret tunnel. Oh man! And I'm just like, they're driving so fast through that tunnel. That's like so scary and they're like all bump bumper to but like my fear on the freeway is that's how people want me to drive like bumper to bumper going the person in front of you yeah, going, going 95 90 miles an hour 90 miles an hour and they're like this is how you, this is how you safely drive it's like no what if i have to slam on the brakes <laughs> and what if you don't slam on the brakes and what if that guy doesn't slam on the brakes yeah like i oh man i have so much space on the freeway when i drive <laughs> i know i've ridden with you and it because i don't like being that close to oh, another car and me driving after watching this movie is not safe no, uh, no which just, is hilarious because i drive the dad the daddest car ever <laughs> I drive a, a Honda CRV. Oh, I drive a Toyota or, Corolla. Or so. in, in other moments, I drive a Civic, but not like, not like a cool Civic. Yeah. It's a four door, and it has a. It doesn't even have like it's a continuously va- variable transmission. Like I can't. There's I, no I shifting. Kinda, happens I kind of want to get car. you like a fake, like cover for your um for your uh for your like like automatic shifter that has a red button on it, <laughs> just to ha- just so you feel like I'm a big man. There's there's. <laughs> Just, just the tiny part of me that like watches a movie like this and is like, goes to like the Wings West website and I'm like, I'm gonna order a body kit for my Civic, and then I'm like, this is this is actual money that I have to spend on this piece of crap car that I used to drive to work. Like, no, I won't do that. But then a little part of me is like, yeah, but it would look awesome. <laughs> Give me that guy who drives like a, a like put, a, sta- a stock Civic with a giant spoiler on the back. <laughs> no, I see put, those cars and I'm I like, put, is this a work in progress? I put different different wheels. Maybe on it, maybe you know? hey, put honey, it. Get some, honey, some, some new. Maybe springs you should have the prom dress and the shoes and not just be walking around with the dress on <laughs> with your. I just walk around with just with the shoes. Got to do the hair too. You got to do the whole thing. You can't just be in with the hair and the oh, t-shirt man, and jeans. No. The cars in this movie look super cool. Yeah. And uh, that's okay. The same thing every time I see Back to the Future. I'm like, I wonder how much a Delorean. <laughs> like that really does cost. I looked it up today because I watched a documentary on it. Oh, of course I was like, I wonder did. how much it costs because everyone, like eight people in this documentary not are like crazy expensive. You know, how, there's one in Texas that is $88,000 and it's already all back to the future. Oh now. man. Like it's all done. See, that seems like, really high. You'd, you'd want to do it yourself. Yeah. But, but that's, meh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Should I trade in my Corolla for it? And then you could earn <laughs> money, you know, go and make an appearance. I, I definitely. I'm sure we'll watch the, some of the Back to the Future movies at some point on never. this podcast, but probably during Not the first day month when I choose. That's never. I already did. It's called Back to the Future: The Game. You should play it. It's pretty. Good. It's one of those point and click Telltale games. You yeah, like no, it. I actually have played it. Um, at least the first level. But uh, but like for me, that's like better than the Batmobile. Like that's my I'm, my my dream <laughs> cars are are nerdy as heck. Like Ryan's like I want this one, this one, this all these real cars that are really easily attainable. Right. I'm like, give me that car that was GTR. in that movie that they only made eight of. <laughs> oh man! You know, it's, it, so speaking of cars in this movie, it's worth talking about. Uh, the first movie was very much almost all 
imports. You can guarantee, by the way, I'd never get up to 88 miles per hour with the no, way I drive no, on the freeway. No. You, <laughs> it's no. also a DeLorean. Plus, you, plus, you'd be worried about the stuff coming off. Yeah, like, well, that was expensive. Yeah. That's expensive stuff. Uh, no, but, I missed your fusion. costs money. But the first movie is is very much a lot of Civics and Corollas and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, Integras and, and one, Honda S2000s. And then there's one big Chevy SS at the end. Yeah. This movie has a, a more of a balance between the two. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think part of it is that in the intervening amount of time, those older muscle cars sort of came back. Yeah. And then they also well, they started having a, like the, the more about, modern versions of them. They even made a quote about in the movie, which is like, what was it like? Muscle will beat. Yeah. Import. That was actually, that was Beast Boy saying yeah. that. that was muscle, Michelangelo. M- muscle, will, muscle will beat like. Muscle uh, beats imports every time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, it's funny because I feel like they were trying to broaden the appeal of this movie a little bit mm-hmm. because I remember going to a car show with my dad really actually extremely recently like within the last year or two and we're looking at cars and he's like oh look at this old mustang i'm like oh look at this nissan gtr and my dad's like what i'm like look look at how cool this car looks <laughs> this car is faster than that car by like a significant amount of time uh-huh. and and the and it was great because the guy who was working the booth was like like it was like oh yeah and he's like started geeking out on me and he's like yeah and you put the turbo you know do you and i was like i drive a crv like it's cool. Like we're done. We don't have to keep going into this <laughs> any deeper than I drive a dad this mobile. car looks cool. And the guy's like, Oh, like a Honda CRV. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It fits both the kids in the back. And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> anyway. And then I, and then do they I, have movie cars at car shows? Um, they're it's, it's they're All the different booths are mostly dealerships oh, or not I dealerships, see. but rather the, the company. So they have the Toyota and the Honda. And, oh, and so see. like, if they have like a special edition, you know, like the, for instance, they had a giant replica of Bumblebee and then they had the Bumblebee Camaro. Oh. So that's a movie car. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was more meaning like, do they have like the Batmobile? No, the, not, not at car shows are there to show you like the current gotcha. and future models right. of cars. I see. I see. It, it's basically like a big advertisement. I got you. Like I got to, you know, I look through the Ford. So it's Comic-Con. It's a big advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look through the, the Ford they minivan. Com- but they like, have comics and, and the lady's like, oh, you know, what do you think about this Ford minivan? I'm like, well, it's twice the, twice the price of the Toyota one. And the Toyota one gets five miles to the gallon more. And she's like, oh, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely an import kind of guy. Uh, so anyway, so that's depends, the, we can stop talking on, about cars. Depends on the type of car I'm looking at. But anyway. The cars in this movie are awesome. Uh, they're, they, do, they do a pretty good job from my novice perspective. They look cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'll tell you the, what, though. That opening, like, to me... Like the street racing is cool, and even the end part's really cool. The, and if the, you want to, like the Wikipedia article on the IMDb page, like they list every car in explicit detail. Of course, it's they hilarious. Do. Um, there's probably and there's a Fast and the Furious wiki, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, no um, kidding. So there's a wiki for everything. Um, but like I don't know, I feel like the the big the cold open in this movie is the best action sequence involving cars in this whole movie because in my it's opinion. it's the only one that's not just driving. Yeah, like other stuff is happening. Yeah, and. I, I mean, like the ending action sequence, like where they're driving through that tunnel and it's collapsing and stuff. Like yeah, that's yeah, car. It's really cool. <laughs> it's it's the it's it's the closest thing to speed racer car kung fu that I've seen in, in a movie that's supposed to be reality based. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, because they're they're definitely ping ponging those cars around a little bit, but it's not the cars aren't kicking each yeah. other and stuff. But like overall, though, I, I mean. I think this is really fun. I enjoyed this more than the first movie I saw, mm-hmm. and I even enjoyed it more so than probably Tokyo Drift, but for a different reason. I feel like, yeah. okay, my thoughts about this this franchise kind of changing from a car racing thing exclusively to having, oh, car racing and un, and crime cartels that we're going to go fight, because yeah. I have this weird feeling yeah, yeah. No, that no, they're going to kind of... Tr- 
become a team that fights bad guys but they're also with cars. but they're also bad guys in and of themselves maybe or yeah, maybe, maybe they get recruited by some other government or organization or maybe they're sort of robin hood type we haven't seen the, the rock yet and uh, i know he true. shows up uh but maybe in the next is it the next one that he I shows think, up yeah in? it's the next one fast five here they're looking to spin off his character into their own movies we'll the see rock how good he is in next any time. movie i love the rock um the the any yeah, the, movie ryan well any movie Imagine the Rock and the Transformers movie. Well, I mean, yeah, that's obvious. But <laughs> he's already in that G.I. Joe movie. That's well. The second one. <laughs> okay. Um, no, <laughs> Don't I, worry. It's we'll funny. do Nostalgia Goldmine Month, too, uh, yeah. at some I'm, point. <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing an Age of Ultron shirt today. Um, and, and it makes me think of, like, this movie is, in a sense, a transitional movie, a movie that exists to set up future movies. Yes, absolutely. But, but it, it does well in that it exists solidly on its own right it's like also, it well, definitely it's also a solid it sequel. definitely sort of moves all of the characters in a trajectory that sets up what's going to happen going forward but like it's a sequel to a movie that successfully sort of pays off and rekindles relationships and things like that but has like several exciting action scenes and there's unlike age of ultron there are not scenes in this movie where after they happen you're like well what what the heck was that yeah. Oh, I guess it's to set up this other movie. Yeah, I feel like this is, is the first true sequel to Fast and the Furious. Like, the, you don't yeah. really need to see the second or third one. Yeah, really. the second and third ones are like are like in universe movies. Yeah, they're they're sort of like like if the first Fast and the Furious movie was Iron Man, the second and third ones are like The Incredible Hulk and Thor. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I might argue Thor has a little more, but anyway. Yeah, the point, uh, but yeah, but they're but not. Like, they're not like, Iron Man two. They're they're like merely suggested material. It's yeah. it's like this new Harry they're Potter. Supplemental, sp- they're supplemental it's, material. It's like this new Harry Potter spinoff. You don't have to have seen that that movie mm-hmm. to enjoy the older Harry Potter movies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're sort of like supplemental material. Yeah, exactly. Um, but honestly, I I don't think this movie is like oh my god, what a masterful work of art. But it wasn't meant to be. Um, I, I don't think the story distracted too much from the action sequences. I think yeah. it was a nice balance of that. But the story was in, and, isn't just like yeah. boring linear no, 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 A no, no, to B. No, no, no. It's got was, a, it's got I enough twists and turns in the characters. that it's interesting and and the it's really uh, it's really sort of less plot focused than it is mm-hmm. character driven, which I appreciate and is sort of unexpected for a movie that is on the surface about driving cars fast. True. Um, but I mean, overall, what, what did you watch this by yourself or did you watch it? Uh, I, I watched it, um, I started it by myself and then my wife came down and, and watched the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she sort of wasn't really paying attention <laughs> it's okay. uh, and fell asleep. Um, so, but I, I really liked this movie. I enjoyed it like, too. This was, this was fun. This it was, was fun. it's, that's the easiest way to put it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun movie to watch. Like I would, I would watch this again, mm-hmm. like, because it's just like, well, you know, like it, I it's feel not like a crazy smart movie. This no, is like a, I feel like this would this be a like good, a wind down at the end of the day. I'll, let's watch some stuff blow up. All right. Yeah. And I feel like also it's like one of those movies that like all, and I my, my other theory is that all the rest of these movies are ones you can put on the background with some friends over and like, it'll grab your attention for a little bit. And like, this seems like one of those movies where like, you're not really paying attention to it. And then all of a sudden you just kind of look over and you just kind of keep watching it and you're like wow this is this is this is entertaining i feel like this is the kind it's of movie that if you were if you're channel surfing and came up on it and weren't really watching any, any anything else absolutely you would you would find yourself an hour later having watched the rest of the movie for sure um it's it's one of those where it's like well this looks fun and then it's like oh it's pretty good yeah like, it's, you know it's not that bad i absolutely agree um uh, so ryan out of 10 then what would you give it um i'd 
I'm gonna give it um, probably a lower score than than what it just sounded like that I okay. would give it. All right, uh, but I, I want to give it a seven. Okay, just kind of fair. like like this is a this is a good movie. It's solid. It's not like groundbreaking or mind blowing, but like there are a lot of places where this movie could have been bad that it wasn't. Yeah, but there are definitely some things that the movie could do better. I agree. Like have female characters. I agree. Uh, who who you know aren't just subservient to the men. I agree. But um, I feel like but yeah no Michelle this is a Rodriguez. Movie. Ha- I would watch I, I Michelle Rodriguez is can be like that, but they just didn't let her off the leash and they killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Or did they? Well, as far as we know, we'll see. Um, I would say about eight. It was seven. What? Oh, um, seven. uh, Seven CG versions of engines inside of the cars as the cars are driving. Nice. I'm going to give it seven as well. I felt kind of the same way. It's a solid movie. It's not like oh my god, groundbreaking, great. It's not even like oh man, like I need to own that. But it's like you know what? I'm glad I watched it. It was super. It was fun, and it's what I expected. And on to the next one. That's kind of how I feel like after watching it. Like after this, I, I, I'm glad I didn't go see these in the movie theater or like see them one at a time because then I'd be like, I, I'm, I'm I probably after you leave and go home, I'll probably go watch the next one right now. Oh, yeah. um, but I'm going to give it seven. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to use this one early. I'm, right, I'm sure right, I'll see right. it again. Seven uh, NOS energy drink uh, <laughs> corporate sponsorships. Out, oh, of, I also, uh, out of 10? I also really liked the or product uh, placements. The I should say. Valvoline product placements. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I love what they're. It's basically oh, an man. oil commercial. I half expected them to put Continental tires on something because they mentioned Continental tires. <laughs> oh, man. It's hey, so you know great. what? Uh, it helps. This the, movie, you know what? Here's the thing. With this movie, it's unlike, unlike when we watched Torque, where yeah. it's like. You know, you could have put a lot of motorcycle brands and stuff in there, but instead you chose Mountain to put Mountain Dew. Dew. Like this movie, like even the NOS energy drink, it works because yeah. come on, it's that's what those guys would be drinking. Yes, anyway. absolutely. Yeah. And like and like the fact that they're showing cars and car parts and car things, like yeah, it makes sense. Fine, yeah. keep going with it. <laughs> so um, overall, blockbuster, lackluster. Oh, it's absolutely a blockbuster. Yeah, blockbuster for sure. I feel yeah. like this is this is a fun movie to have around. And like if you're yeah, yeah. kind of having a crappy afternoon. <laughs> Or if you're you like, if you like, take a sick day and you're just kind of like, I feel uh, everything sucks and I don't feel that great. This would be a good movie to put on. Yeah. Because at the end you're just kind of like, yeah, That's let's fun. go blow some stuff up. That's just, fun. Uh, just like, like wait like half an hour before you drive anywhere after you <laughs> see this movie. <laughs> okay. Like it is, it is, it's like, <laughs> it's like listening to uh, Sonic the Hedgehog or um, <laughs> or Mario Kart music in the car while you're driving. It's that don't do that. It's a bad choice. It's like playing Grand Theft Auto. You're going to get in trouble. It's like playing Grand Theft Auto. And when you work at a mall, you start seeing people crossing the street and you feel your foot go down on the accelerator. And then you remember (laughs) not the game. That didn't happen to me. It did happen to a friend of mine. And I really, it's like playing too much Katamari (laughs) and then being half awake and like looking at the side of a bridge and thinking, Oh, I need to roll that up and grabbing the steering wheel. (laughs) So um, thank you guys. Which is something that actually happened. Yes. Um, So thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, This has been Fast and Furious as the fourth movie in the franchise. Uh, And uh, we want to thank you all for joining, listening to the show. Uh, So preview for next time. Obviously, we're going to keep going with Fast and or Furious month. And the next one we're going to be watching is Fast Five. (laughs) And that is legitimately the title. We're not saying it's the fifth Fast and Furious movie. No, it's It's called called Fast Fast Five. Five. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Tune in next time where we'll be talking about Fast Five. And remember, whether it's Blockbuster or Lackluster, we're we're the the Super Super Action Bros. Bros.
This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.